it is another episode of Archworth and the Variants. I believe this is episode. F- I ain't gonna quote me. I don't even know what episode this is. <laughs> I was gonna say four, but that sounded see. immediately wrong. I got my phone right in my hand. Yeah, whatever episode this is, I mean, you know what we talk about. Try yeah, to. This is episode four. Okay, episode four, and still talking about our Marvel shenanigans, whatever you want, rumors, news, but we also gotta put a little bit of uh, time aside to. No thought a little bit of hate to DC most likely, but <laughs> jump right in, starting with the Marvel side of the show as always. So want to get into some more recent news about what's going on behind the scenes. So I believe either last episode or on something from last week, we talked about Victoria Alonso being let go from the uh, Marvel Studios family. So she is a long time and high profile Marvel Studios executive whose time with the company dates back to the first Iron Man. Uh, she's you know worked her way up, done some EP roles in other movies, took uh, like the was a part of the visual special effects department like lead there. I think that was like her most recent promotion. blah 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 blah, but she's no longer with the studio. So of course more stuff starts coming out along the way. Um, do, wait, do we introduce ourselves on this because I surely just glossed over that. Mm, I can't remember. Either way, it's the same people from the 30 year old Yeah, so if you want to know who we are, go listen to 30 year old kids. Yeah, it's about the content. You don't need to know about the stars. Yeah, it's <laughs> COE, content <laughs> over everything, as they say. Uh, but yeah, so she was let go uh, from Marvel Studios. Now there's been more stuff coming out about her, like her being a, basically a tyrant in the, the VF, uh, the visual special effects world. Let me see if I can pull up some nonsense that's been going on with her. I thought I did already, but that clearly wasn't this link that I clicked on. Uh, This link, like you ain't like the Zelda games. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) So here's something from, like, a quote from an article. Uh, People basically saying people are scared of Victoria Alonso in this world. She is known in the industry as a kingmaker. If she likes you, you're good to get work uh, and move up in the industry. If you have pissed her off in any way, you are going to get frozen out. Uh, What else are people saying? They have quoted saying so many VFX sources have told me Victoria Alonso was singularly responsible for Marvel's toxic work environment. Uh, She has she maintains a blacklist and have kept FX artists on and off this list and have kept a, a watchful eye over it. She is always throwing an avalanche of work at people and all these different type of things. So with this whole, all these stories that have been coming up about are coming out about how Marvel has handled the, the, the VFX part of their movie productions and how much they're creating just impossible workloads and tireless toxic environments. It seems like it is now kind of being put on the shoulders of this Victoria Alonso and basically saying, Hey, you were the head of all that over there. So all these issues are going to fall on your shoulders. Uh, do you feel like this, you know, this picture that they're painting of this this woman is fair or hey, you don't care as long as the movies is good, then as long as Kevin Feige is there, everything seems good. I mean, it, it, some of the stuff seems like it makes sense towards what had been going on in the MCU. So if it's true, then good riddance. <laughs> I mean, she was there from the beginning, but you can't be doing that stuff. And people have been having issues with the uh, visual effects anyways. And if you're the head of that and you was giving everybody a hard time. 
Send you on your way. Yeah, bye. <laughs> like she, she apparently she uh, she is a, a member of the LGBTQ T community. Plus, if I forgot a letter or symbol, <laughs> my apologies. But so she was like going to bat for uh, you know the different things that Disney was coming out about or their their work environments and you know really. St- being an ally to the, the community there. So, I mean, that sucks to lose somebody from that standpoint. But, hey, if you're a crappy person and yeah. you're creating crappy work environments, what you want me to do? Yep. I, 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 can't, I can't do nothing. Yeah, especially, like you said, if all these movies, of not all these movies, but like a lot of the stuff of late has been getting some negative feedback when it comes from the special effects. People talking about us looking lazy. Uh, we're seeing edits come after stuff comes out with all, or updates to certain scenes or characters or whatever effects. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's gonna have to fall on that sword, mm-hmm. especially when you're this big of a company, Bob Iger's coming back to Disney. You can tell that he saw how things under the Disney brand were going when he was gone. Now he's gonna come back in, try to write shit before he leaves again. <laughs> so you know things. You know how the business world goes. People are not just gonna walk away clean when you have so a bunch of success and you start to see some slip ups. So hey. I guess we got to pay attention as we go forward to see if things start to change, if we start to see things start to switch back to how they were previously before she allegedly started getting a too big of a head and too powerful. Especially with them slowing down on the projects. Uh. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, I don't like to see people lose their jobs unless they deserve it. Then hey, then you don't deserve a job. So I'm not sad that you lost it, but <laughs> I, I like to see they're you know they're not just ignoring. What's going on there? They're taking heed to what you, what the fans and people been saying, and but they do it the way they want to do it. They don't do it like James Gunn does it. And every time you say something online about my movies or stuff that I'm working on, I'm up, I'm gonna immediately answer you. No, Marvel shows. Okay, we're gonna take the let's see the overarching. Like, what's the the take overarching after things start to settle down? What are your thoughts? So, from years, people were like, yo, we want John Krasinski to play. Mr. Fantastic. They was like, all right, we heard you. Now, we don't know what it's going to mean for the character going forward, but they're like, here's a little something. Yeah, here's something just so y'all shut up and <laughs> say we gave y'all what you want now. Because they could have wanted him, but his schedule might not have worked out. He might not want to do or uh, might not want to join for many movies. Because you know Marvel, if they're going to get you, they're going to lock you down for that 16-picture deal <laughs> just so you can pop up in all their different movies and shows. Yeah. <laughs> they got a business to run, and they got a franchise that they got to cultivate, so they got to do what they got to do. But if you don't accept it, that's cool. But we still going to say we tried to give the fans what they wanted. Uh, they you know, they gave fans all these different fan moments throughout the first saga, uh, the, the Infinity Saga with the, all the different things in Endgame, Infinity War, like all those big moments that the fans talk about. It's like, you said you wanted to see it. All right, we gave it to you. You want to see us bring this stuff to light? We're going to give it to you in a way that we think will give you the fan service you want, but also make for a good movie and story building. So I'm my Marvel bias, so I think this is a good sign. might <laughs> suck for her, but she'd be ice. And they said she promoted a movie they ain't wanted to promote, so... Yeah, that, that'd be funny if that's the real reason why they let her go. Like, yo, you worked on this movie that we didn't say you can work on. Now, that'd be, that would make all these other stories even better. Because that'd, that'd be an ultimate reason would be hilarious. But, yeah, I just think we're at a time where they are listening and understanding that, hey, we're not as bulletproof as we were seeming. Even though, to me, they are. I'm, I'm still good. But to the masses, they're starting to see some superhero and MCU fatigue. So, hey, you're showing everybody we're we're adjusting course. 
We're not just staying the same. We, we hear what you're saying. We're trying to switch things up to make sure we show you that we're taking your feedback in some sort of there's some sort of grain of salt, I guess. So we're gonna go. We're gonna see how this moves forward. But uh, I'm cool with things. I'm cool with things. All right. Well, moving over to the the rumor mill side of things. Rumor has it. Ooh, rumor has it. Sticking with the MCU, we got uh, allegedly in Deadpool three. Deadpool will use Cable's time travel machine to save Wolverine before his death in 2029. Um, which was in Logan, and they end up lost in the multiverse being pursued by Mobius, who's played by Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. So before I ask a question about this, I just want to say I literally said this was going to be the storyline. I don't remember what episode. I don't remember what show. But I said this was too easy. To, like It was lined up too perfectly mm-hmm. to make this switch based off of how Deadpool 2 ended. Yep. Especially with all the rumors anyways that they were saying. About this movie, it just it makes perfect sense. But yeah, I just actually, I really don't even have a question. I just kind of wanted to pat myself on the back. <laughs> but I mean, uh, like we said, it seems too predictable. It seems it's like you said, too predictable off the storyline and the rumors. So just straight up, going ask you, you feel like this is going to be the ultimate storyline for the movie when it comes out? It's going to for sure be something like this. Whether it's that first initial rumor when they said that they liked how he uh, time traveled when he was. Uh, from in the second Deadpool, or if it's that specific one, there's gonna be something like that. But I, I definitely figured uh, uh, Miss Minutes and Mobius was gonna be involved in it. So how you, how you picture Deadpool three starting out? If you remember at the end of Deadpool three, showed different little clips of him going through different worlds and you know putting his little edits on it, going into uh, X Men Origins. Uh, Killing Ryan Reynolds as he reads the script for Green Lantern. What do you think, uh, Deadpool three? How that movie's going to open up based off of what we what we've seen and know and think we know so far? It's definitely going to start off with some sort of jokes, uh, but I, I can't tell how. I don't know if they're going to just get straight to it or what they're going to set up. Or are they going? Uh, I can see them starting off with him already trying to time travel and all that. I think it's going to literally end up with him. It's just more. I think it's going to end up or start out with more scenes, but just more scenes that either cater to Marvel movies that they didn't get to focus on in Deadpool two, as well as MCU stuff. So based off of who they're able to, I wanted get, to bring Quick. This is their opportunity to bring Quicksilver back. Oh yeah, he tries to. Yeah, he tries to goes and saves him, pulls him away, or takes those bullets for him, and then fakes dead, and then goes. Ah, I'm just playing. I'm still alive. Then <laughs> <laughs> gets back up. Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson filling on him. <laughs> And I'm back. And at the same time, his Craven movie ain't even came out, so they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, some some movies could get or some scenes and some certain movies could get on the edit or get chopped on that editing room floor based off of after Craven comes yeah. out. Shoot, I think we might see him go back. This might be a perfect opportunity for him to jump back into the Fantastic Four, the old ones. Do some little joke scenes there. Uh, do some more joke scenes for X Men. Fan Four stick. That one, do some, uh, get some cameos from earlier MCU movies, make some jokes there, start splitting up some timelines, and then that leads us up to the last thing we see is him running into uh, Logan, and then the movie kind of takes off from there. So that's that's what I think, but I think it's we're in for a, a treat, we're in for a hoot <laughs> once we do or once we whenever we get it. 
which who knows at this rate, the way they keep pushing stuff back, saying stuff ain't going to come out, yeah. s- stuff getting added. We're going to see. All right, well, moving to the TV show side of things now in the rumor mill, Daredevil Born Again. Bunch of a uh, bunch of set photos are starting to leak, so you know they are just high, are really hitting the ground running when it comes to the production of that long season for that show. But it's looking like Deadpool might take, or not Deadpool, Daredevil might take place during the blip, based off of dates that have been seen in set photos. So my question for you, just plainly, is this a good idea to have this take place during the blip? A blip, blimp. <laughs> I saw something else where they said it may not that that contradicted that uh, those dates that they showed. So um, maybe some stuff is flashbacks. I can't because t- I feel like it takes place after the uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. So um, maybe they show some flashbacks of him getting dusted away, or show why uh, Foggy and woman Karen yeah <laughs> <laughs> why they ain't on there so see yeah if they if they can't get them back because they definitely don't seem like they're returning having it during the blip blip would make it make sense but yeah just based off of you know what we've seen from Daredevil what we've seen from Kingpin so far as they've been introduced in this MCU I don't know. Something about it happening after or happening during the blip just makes it seem a little odd. Uh, again, I'm just based off of just very just general, small general assumptions and what we've seen again so far. But I, I think it. I would like to see it take place after the blip, just to you know. I don't know. It's. I feel like the more we stay in the blip and like try to reference back to it, like it, it'll help. It'll help make stuff make even more sense, but I don't know. You're just opening up a can of worms for people to just complain about how the story or the the world of the MCU is not making sense timeline-wise because they keep doing that. They're like, well, if such and stuff happened during the blip and then they come back, like, this shouldn't happen or they should be this age or they should be that. So, yeah, I don't care because we're all just – this is a – this is a comic book franchise. Yeah. This is supposed to be, you're supposed to get lost in a comic world. You're not supposed to go and in, go into these things and try to ground it so much in real life and real life physics and <laughs> real life time. Like they are traveling from multiverse to multiverse. They're going back using stones. Oh, there's, <laughs> there, you got to lose. You got to take some disbelief out somewhere. Yeah. Like if we if if we thought about realistic things, then we would we would not be on Fast Ten. <laughs> we would have been done after the Fast Six or Fast Five, whenever they started getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's about Fast Five yeah. when they started wilding. We'd have been done a long time ago. So, I mean, regardless of where they decide to structure this uh, this storyline, I'm all for it. I do need to go back and watch the last season of Daredevil on, I guess, now Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely always looking forward to anything MCU. So wherever y'all want to put this in the timeline, I'm going to be there watching from start to finish. And I'm going to walk away and be like, that was either that was good or that was amazing, great, like somewhere in between there. All right, now time to get to the crux of this conversation. And that is on the DC side of things. (laughs) Usually we like to put DC at the back burner. Like I don't want to talk about that. But there's just been too much action going on this past week, and it ain't got nothing. Talking. Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with what's been happening on the screen. It's been happening just from the rumors, from interviews, from 
the screen of your phone on your Instagram lives or you, you know these comments with these mics and all this other stuff. It's been between two people really. Shazam himself, Zachary Levi or Levy, who I'm tired of, and Ben Affleck, who has a movie coming out with Air. So of course you know they're gonna ask him about DC stuff. So <laughs> we got to start with Zachary Levi or Levy, and I'm gonna break this down. And we're gonna start with the first thing. He addresses the report that Dwayne Johnson nicked Shazam 2's cameo. Now, he addressed this multiple times this past week. But I want to start with the first thing. And the first thing is off the thing that he posted on his Instagram story. So a company by the name of The Rap, you know, company, blog, out, publication outlet, whatever you want to call them. They posted this story and it says, The Rap confirms that in Shazam Fury of the Gods... The Justice Society from Black Adam were recruiting Shazam in the post credits. So that's how originally it was supposed to go. The Rock denied access, allegedly, and David F. Sandberg, the director of Shazam and Shazam Fury of the Gods, had to make a last minute decision to add Amelia and John, the two characters from Shazam Fury of the Gods who ended up in this post credit scene. Dwayne The Rock Johnson attempted to restructure the DCU centering on him and Henry Cavill's Superman. We all saw that. The Rock didn't allow Zachary Levi or Levy to cameo in a post credit for Black Adam. Yes. So within all that, Zachary Levi or Levy put that on his story and then added the truth south sheds. Jeez, uh, I cannot speak <laughs> at all. The truth shall set you free. So clearly to me, that means these is facts. And I'm just letting y'all speak the truth. But what does the what does him posting that mean to you? I mean, exactly. He thinks he's, he thinks uh, the world just discovered that, and he's co-signing it. Which we've been new. The Rock said you're not welcome here. So <laughs> by we could do, just because it would make more sense for Shazam to be in it rather than Henry Cavill returning as Superman. So but he's, he's just still so bitter that his movie bombed, that it's over for him, that he just can't stop. Yeah, and this, he got this, um, and we're going to see this 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 attitude that I feel like he has. It's just like, whatever, like, I'm not mad that it, I failed, but I also don't understand why. And I'm going to say all these other different things to explain why I don't understand, but then come back and be like, but I ain't mad. It's cool. It's whatever. It's not my fault. It's because of this, this, this. Like, no, you lost. You won't accept it. The same way we said... Dwayne Johnson, you lost. <laughs> Take that L. Quit saying, <laughs> quit saying cinema score. <laughs> <laughs> quit trying to point to data that paints your narrative. No, it don't matter. You lost. <laughs> your movie was this much. It made this much. You did not make the profit that you were supposed to make based off of the money you spent and the excitement that you think that you built up for this movie. It didn't add up for the money. <laughs> I don't care what the audience said. The movie wasn't it. Take the L. <laughs> I have no clue why he's, he's still just talking about it. All right. And now, Zach, fam, your movie wasn't even out a full week before you started doing all this. <laughs> we Yes, yeah, it, it, it died before it came out. You should have been doing all this talking before the movie came out because y'all was silent. I ain't hear y'all say nothing about, yo, go see Shazam. Yo, this movie crazy. Best DC movie ever. Biggest family movie of the year. You thought the first one was good. Psh, you ain't seen nothing if you ain't seen Fury of the God. Like, 
Where was all this bravado in this this cockiness with the marketing? Nope. Maybe, maybe I don't follow their pages because I don't. <laughs> so I didn't see them do all this because I'm surely seeing a lot of stuff from them afterwards. I'm just, oh no, I don't know who who was in charge of people seeing the right things when the movie was coming out. But I saw a clip of they were interviewing the cast, the Shazamly. And they asked him, what would the Shazamly watch on a movie night? And one of the boys said Tangled, which is a movie that starred Zachary Levi. And Zachary Levi thought that was the funniest thing ever. He was like, oh, you got ego. You got an ego. Your humor a little weird, fam. <laughs> he lo- he was felt so flattered that somebody would say his other movie. Yeah, Tangled of all movies. I didn't even- it's, it's coming to a close. After this, Spy Kids Armageddon. Zachary Levi is wrapping up for you. Yeah. I didn't like your attitude through all of this. <laughs> yeah, apparently, hey, he's good, apparently, because we're going to hear him talk. But before we do that, more tweets. <sighs> Somebody tweeted to him. Hi, Zachary L. I've liked you since Chuck, and it's unfortunate the disappointment of the box office of Shazam 2. The lowest DC uh, overall Ooh. box office numbers, by the way. That second that second week drop almost put it below Scream, and Scream's been out for some weeks. <laughs> um, but I don't think Snyder fans should take blame. After all, they're a minority, right? I think too many chefs on the kitchen for WB. You and David are cool guys. So Zachary L. responds back and says, hmm, where did you get the idea that I'm blaming the Snyder fans? Just left it there. Another person tweeted to him saying, but there is no denying that at the moment there are many Snyder fans who are happy for the failure of your film, and many of them wish that everything that is to come fails just for not continuing with the films or the director. I mean, partially is how I feel, but not for those exact reasons. <laughs> Zachariel responds, says, this is also true. Sad, but true. How much that actually affects the box office is anyone's guess, but I think the biggest issue we're having is marketing. This is the perfect family movie, and yet a lot of families aren't aware of that, which is just a shame. Mm. <laughs> he said the perfect family movie. Yeah. All right. Another person said, hey, Zachary L., do you have a favorite Zack Snyder film? Have you ever thought about collaborating? <laughs> it's, it's not his. It's not Zachary Levi's option. I think... <laughs> Y'all, those are the people that's making Zachary Levi thinking he's somebody. He's like, yeah, I do got a lot of pull in within any movies, any movie brand that I'm a part of. Uh, but he answers, sure do, Richie Rich. Because <laughs> this person's name was Richie Cas- Castaldo. He has a check, blue check by his name. But the way they've been giving out blue checks in the last couple years, I don't know if this person is somebody or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he said, sure you can, do. You can pay for them. Right. <laughs> so sure do, Richie Rich. Of all his films, 300 still holds a top spot for me. But of his DC titles, I would say Man of Steel. So that's what a lot of people okay. feel. So nothing new there. Uh, but then this other person uh, tweeted at Zachary L. Saying, Zachary L. Said, his, uh, said this about his book. And I'm not reading the quote because it's about some journey. It's full of ups and downs, blah, blah, blahs. But. Referencing that quote, he was like, instead of judging us, if he learned a little bit about the the Snyder fandom, he'd know that many of us had our share of challenges. Snyder Films has helped heal some of our traumas. He's missed an important opportunity to connect with the people. And he fell for the bait and answered this and said, I'm not judging you, brother. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love you. I really do. 
No, you don't. You don't know this person. Yeah. I have no issues with Snyder fans. Heck, I've been to nearly all of his movies myself. My issue is with anyone who wishes to destroy something simply because it's not what they want. That comes from hate, not love. He's making me so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, I don't like the way he answers questions. They all boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, he's not done. So can you pass me the aux, please, so I can play you a little bit of this man's Instagram live. I'm going to play you some of the beginning. I'm going to fast forward, and I'm also show you a picture of him because I think this man is trying to play Mr. Fantastic in the MCU. The little grays on the side. I don't want to. I don't want that. So, <laughs> all right. What's the likelihood you can see him uh, being Reed Richards? And if he was Reed Richards, are you now a Zachary Levi fan? I would have to see the movie, and he had to turn it around. But Marvel would see them Shazam box office numbers that this man couldn't pull in. That ain't happening. He can't leave this film. He don't got it. Or maybe this will be their way to show we're just so much better than DC. So y'all get this man stink up your Shazam series. We're going to get him to be the lead of our big next uh, group franchise. And he's going to take us to the promised land, and you're going to see numbers. That would be funny, but if John Krasinski is too old, then Zachary Levi's too old. I looked up Zachary Levi's age today, and he's 42. 42? Uh, uh Nah, you're gonna. Nah, you're gonna get the beginning of when he did his little goofy little. Nah. I want to view this on Instagram. There we go, because he he saved this one. Go down in the city. Beautiful voice. Only Shazam can In do that. the sun. This is ridiculous. And why is he on live anyway? Ooh, I wanna be there yeah, in my city. This man loves himself. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh hi, Sophie. Hi, everybody. Why'd he turn Thanks into for jumping uh, in my Tommy Wiseau? Wow, we're like 3,500 people. <laughs> okay, listen, oh, guys. I'm going to make this real quick today. Uh, Tommy Wiseau's like a new movie about sharks. Go run to a dinner mm-hmm. with I saw the trailer. It like looks a normal absolutely person ridiculous. Um, <laughs> first, I want to say... Oh, also, uh, listen. Say. This also ha- happens to be... Uh, nope. Forget the fast forward. I'm not are full of... All of your love, it means the world to me. With all the crazy drama and nonsense that's going on in the world right now, in my world right now, uh, I see your love. I so appreciate it. You have no idea. So just know that um, I'm good. I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> I mean, I, it's a dis, it's disappointing. What if uh, movie stinks? To to you know not be Flopping. doing as well as I think we should or deserve to be because I really think we made a really great movie. Um, but you know, shit happens. I don't know. I'm trusting in, uh, the bosses above me that they're doing whatever they need to do to remedy the situation. It's over. Um, uh, and I do think, you know, uh, listen, (laughs) there's plenty more time to go see this movie while it's still in theaters. (laughs) And honestly, listen, if you haven't seen it, um, uh, it, 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 it is a, 
fantastic, fun for the whole family movie. Take it's like Goonies, it. guys. Just like the first one, it's got like the heart, the Goonies. humor, the charm, the adventure, the uh, spookiness, all that stuff. Why are you trying to pitch this uh, movie? And, and, and it's a throwback to that. It, it feels like that kind of a movie. So I don't know how you're going to go to a movie like this and not feel joy. You don't know. Uh, or, or fun, like fun. some people have said. Um, I don't know how that's even possible. He doesn't Because know. literally, that's what it all is. Literally. Um, but... Go see it. I, I highly oh. encourage you, honestly. People who watching your live already probably yeah, seen that, it. That's all I have to say about that. I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for the love that you continue to pour out and all the support that you continue to send my way. It means the world. Okay. Um, so that's that. Now, just to address some of the tea. Some of the tea that's this been spilled and going on out there. So, listen, I don't know if anybody watching the, right now or any Snyder fans that he or DC well. fans, people that are not fans <laughs> not of mine or, or on the fence or ambivalent, I, I don't know. But let me just tell you, I love you too. I, 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 if you don't want to go see our movie, you don't have to go see our movie. If you don't like okay, me, thanks. that's okay. okay. I like me. Okay. In fact, I love me. Good for you. Uh, he loves if, you. if you think I'm some big goofball and you don't want to go Absolutely. watch a comic book movie that has any kind of humor in it because you're more no, into I like, like just straight up humor, dark hard action whatever no, he said you I like get the dark it. hard you know action you know what I mean I, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to force anybody to go do anything that they don't want to do but let me just remind everyone where what? comics started it's particularly where okay. Captain Marvel yeah, don't, I don't, like, don't try to mansplain <laughs> get the fast for it <laughs> he really tried to nerd explain yeah. with comic book movies. What I just did earlier, he he did to dis, to promote his movie that he said you don't gotta see. He is reaching, but you should go see it because there's no way you're not gonna like this fun family, <laughs> spooky, goonish, joyous, fun. Did I say fun? Fun movie. <laughs> All right, what else are you talking about, Zach? Or watching videos of me or looking at things uh, and you're getting that idea, you are being fooled. You are being brainwashed. You are you are looking at propaganda. Those are clips. Those Brand are edited. Those like are taken completely out of context. And so I just encourage you, you know if you're out works, there, right? if you're hearing this right now, or if you, hear, or if you see, by the way, this will probably all get chopped up too. Uh, this is the irony. Um, okay. But I swear to you, I'm not blaming any of you. I'm really not. Uh, I have my thoughts. He's not about blaming what's any of us. Who didn't but see but the here's movie. the thing: the reason <laughs> I don't want to see it. What does he understand? We don't want to see that movie, blame so we did for anything. <laughs> what is he begging I for? You're pathetic. Do not want to be blamed for things that are not on me. And I and as you wouldn't talk, we wouldn't blame you. Protector of my family, my Shazamly, and go. everyone who worked so hard Take on a these shot movies, if you and everyone who worked Shazam. so hard at New Line and Warner Brothers and DC, the hard working, wonderful people in mm -hmm. these organizations, and everyone uh, within the Shazam yeah, production. Yeah, you're protecting them, we, not yourself. For years, <laughs> we have been doing everything we can to fight for you, the fans. Yes, even all of you fans that don't like me. All of you fans who love Henry Cavill, we tried desperately to mm -hmm. get Henry Cavill in the first movie. Make he wasn't movies. a headless Superman because we wanted him to be a headless Superman. We were thwarted. Mm -hmm. All of these hardworking people were thwarted. We were not allowed to have that happen, okay? That was not on us. That was not because we didn't want that to happen uh, for you. Listen, guys, I am anyways. a comic yeah. like if, nerd. I've been growing up with this space, stuff. I love sucks. all this stuff. I want anything. to blow all of your minds with all the crossovers <laughs> and, and was, all the goods. The director said Henry Cavill could have made me, it. It bummed me out greatly when we couldn't get Henry Cavill. I wanted him so bad in the first movie, and we couldn't you're get not, him. Like, that was you're not, like, you're not... Because we didn't try. That was not because we chose not to have him there. That was not on us. Y'all could have cut Moreover, the scene out. in this movie. This is crazy. 
people are <laughs> slapping really on crazy. James Gunn because Jennifer Holland, his wife, mm-hmm. who okay. is an actress okay. who's on a show, who's on Peacemaker, who was in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's ten- connected to the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. We used Jennifer and Steve in that scene, in the mid credit scene in, mm-hmm. in Shazam. Spoiler alert. But that was not the original intent. The original intent was to have Hawkman and Cyclone be there to inviting me. By the way, this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Sorry. They're not worried. Uh, whatever. It's all online anyway. Um, <laughs> so our intent, our desire, our intent. Walter Hamada, Peter Safran, talking like that David Sandberg, myself, everybody, we had an awesome scene that would have tied me in uh-huh. to the JSA with Hawkman and with Cyclone. Hawk- and Hawkman we were and Cyclone? Thwarted. Oh no! Not, this is not me. I'm not talking about these things. Is I'm trying to blame anybody for blame. our movie doing however well or not well it's doing. I am merely coming to well. the defense of the people that defense. ought to be defended. I'm coming to Sir, the defense of truth. If, the, if they let that scene go, is it would have looked even dumber now. All live in it, guys. It, none of even them are still happy. Yes, it doesn't even matter. Even matters. Might fly in the face of something that, that on? we already it's might have over. It's literally over. Now it's he's lucky it came out. He's lucky people we need got to, to give their opinion on this. This better than expected movie, but the brand is done. That's all I'm saying. You want to keep hating me? Go on and keep hating me. But for all of you who have been loving me, me dang it, I love you so much. I'm so grateful. Dang it! Um, And listen, go see the movie. And if you've already seen it, go see it again. Definitely no, not. No, no, no. You're asking too much now. Who have seen the movie know this. And those of no. you who haven't seen the movie are in for a treat because it's no. going to blow your mind. And by the way, and to that point, and this is the last Tell thing I'm going to say. Tell me what I'm in for. And then I, I, I literally have to get to dinner. But this get is the last thing I'm going to say. Anybody holding you? Right now on go Rotten Tomatoes, which has become the new Cisco and Ebert Here we uh, go, right. of, of everything. everything. What do you mean? It's the reviewers. Tomatoes. Um, that's that's listen, worse. What he said. Go back and the new ro- any of the that's reviewers worse. or critics or that's whatever. One to go critic versus multiple critics. They're not going to add more. So that is what it is. Yes, but, the, man, the score is what the score them. is. I would love, and they literally haven't separated. Yeah, so <laughs> from audience high. score to critic people score. People are like, this doesn't make any sense. We just focus on critic score, but we can focus on audience score. It's just literally about what you want to focus on. I don't trust you, audience. Again, all you haters out there are going to be like, your movie sucks. Blah blah. It doesn't. It legitimately doesn't. It legitimately doesn't suck. He sounds like when Machine Gun Kelly was on The Breakfast Club and Charlamagne told him his rap was whack. And then he was like, You literally can't say that. How could you say that's whack? Like, I literally said this bar, I did this wordplay, and this flow, like, it doesn't suck. You're wrong. You can tell him that too. I'm not going to tell you to lie about it. But if you enjoyed it, go to Rotten Tomatoes, go say, Wow, this was so much fun. Yada, yada, yada. Wow. Because I want to show, I think this is a really good opportunity. Because we're not the first movie this has happened to, by the way. You're right. But I think this could be a really great opportunity. You won't be the last either. To show Rotten Tomatoes and to show the industry so and to show the world that this isn't exactly the best way that we should Yo, be evaluating Shazam, Fear movies. of the Guys this is what's going to get Rotten Tomatoes to just get that we should be doing <laughs> not as popular. Because already uh, our audience score is so disproportionately better sound like than Dwayne. what our review score is. So <laughs> obviously some people got some shit wrong. Obviously. Um, or. And that's or. All. I think that's all I got. Uh, I love you. I love you. Oh my gosh, we raised almost five hundred dollars. Actually, I'm going to stay until we raise five hundred dollars. No, nope. what does it mean five hundred dollars? Because he, uh, he uh, did this to do a fundraiser, <laughs> and so he's raised about two thousand two hundred seventy-one dollars by doing that little thirteen-minute. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. Praise defense of Shazam, even all though he right. was saying it's cool. You don't got like it. You don't got to go see it, but. 
You need to see it because it's still a really good, great movie, fun movie. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes sucks. Don't listen to it. Shazam. Mm. He went on and on and on. There was just so many things within that, those 13 minutes that we could talk about more like, fam, Ron... This thing about Rotten Tomatoes, yes, Rotten Tomatoes is not the all, end all be all for reviewing a movies. But Ultimately, it, it comes down to your personal opinion right. every time. <laughs> but I don't know why he's taking so. Like, fam, you can't start the thing out by saying, I don't care if you see it, it's cool, stuff happens. Then but, back, go see our movie. <laughs> then be like, yo, I gotta get to dinner. Cause he said in there, he said a couple times, I really need to get to dinner. Oh, I'm running late for dinner. His friends were probably watching this live or whoever he was meeting with, like, Fam, stop defending your little whack movie and come to dinner with <laughs> like us. We're all is, waiting for you. This dude is a fool. <laughs> but the, one th- the Rotten Tomatoes complaints I don't get. Like, we have so many ways to see movies now. And so many movies, because we have so many ways and platforms to see movies, how are we supposed to decide what we want to watch without a little assistance? <laughs> assistance is reviews, trailers, word of mouth. If all if we just looked at the movie theater or the movies playing at the movies right now and didn't know nothing about any of them, how would we decide we want to see? We would look at a trailer. Okay. We see trailers and all the trailers look good. I I don't got unlimited access, time, or money to see all these trailers. Alright, who got what's the actor that I like who's in it? Alright, a bunch of these got actors I really like in it. Alright, let me see what the people saying about it because I, I don't want to think like the majority, but if it I have the same feeling about how all these movies look, what's one way to help me see these movies or narrow it down? Oh, 80% of the people who saw the movie said it was good. And then with this one, 50% of the people who saw it said it was good. And then with this one, 20% of the people who saw the movie said it was good. All right. I'm going to start with the 80% movie if I felt the same way about all those movies from a promotion standpoint. Just before I see it, I'm going to go with the movie that got the best reviews. <laughs> Man, like you said, you don't have to see it just because Rotten Tomatoes says it was whack. <laughs> or because they said it was good. No one wanted to see this movie before it came out. <laughs> so that's what they did. That's what he's not understanding. We didn't want to see it. So we didn't go see it. People who love super, I love, everybody knows I love superhero movies. I didn't go see it. It's not, I don't have to. Because I didn't, I didn't want to, so I didn't. That's really plain and simple. I'm not a fan of Zachary Levi. Certainly not a fan of Shazam. And it's, this whole saga of the DCU is over. They lucky I'm going to go see Flash and all that. I should just start when this new Gods and Monsters chapter starts. I should, I should, I should literally not see Blue Beetle. I shouldn't see none of this. And you should give your opinion on all of them. Again, exactly I'm going to rank them. I'm still going to rank them. From- like, okay, okay. So we saw we both saw Flash and Shazam. Ranked them one and two. Right, I ain't seen none of them. But just- I'm Shazam two, Flash one, and just only getting the edge. <laughs> oh man! Stink. He's making it worse. Yeah, he's making me not like you. My friend asked me the other day who is an actor I really don't like, and I was like, if you would ask me ten years ago. 10 to 15 years ago, I'd have rotted off some names. <laughs> but now, as I get older, I don't have that same disdain and hate for people. 
like I used to do because <laughs> I just don't I'm care. Really not, I'm becoming not a fan of this man. He's <laughs> one of them. Yeah, his, I, whole, his vibe, I ain't, I ain't feeling <laughs> Yeah, I used to not like Ansel Elgar. Same, now, but, I really don't got an opinion on him because <laughs> I, I don't know what our opinion is supposed to be because <laughs> he still has a TV show and he's back in movies and stuff. So He ain't doing music. Yeah, you got to do that music to balance it out. And... Is what you did nasty? Ain't it nasty? Ain't what you did? Right. <laughs> did you do something nasty? <laughs> we just moonwalked away from that, so I ain't got the updates. So whatever. But if he starts running stupid in a movie again, <laughs> then we might have some hate that might start building. Oh up. man, fam, you started. He he started sounding like The Rock. <laughs> Talking the about the scores. scores. The Rock. I can't believe The Rock. You disappointed me, Rocky. I can pull up some whack movies that have good audience scores. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> people just like what they like. <laughs> so some some people don't know nothing about movies and would be like, I liked it because for whatever dumb reason that they had. But that's cool. That was your time. If you wanted to watch it and you liked it, cool. <laughs> don't make it good. Same way, don't make it whack. Now, some movies is just whack. <laughs> and we should all come to a consensus with that. But it's literally just your opinion, fam. And stop telling people to go see this whack movie when they when there's really no Point. This is not stop egging this movie on. And There's not gonna be a third one. Right. So He's not gonna be in the universe no more. So stop asking questions. It's over. Man, like just chill. Fam. That that's Superman. That that's Superman cameo though. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and so the fact that you're trying to tell me that you tried to have him in that very same scene. That's what I'm saying. Every difference is a whole different scene. You just yes. wanted Henry Cavill to show up for lunch. Of waste that, like, no. And wait, waste that man's time? No. Like, I'm doing my last episodes of The Witcher. <laughs> I am not flying Be- Before I'm never on this show again, I'm not doing <laughs> Yo, for us people who get on planes every now and then, for it's annoying. It is a it is it is hard work to pack your stuff, go sit at the airport, get, wait for them to say, "All right, we're now boarding." Then to call your boarding lane then to get in line and rush through the people who have not even are not even supposed to be in line to board yet, but you gotta wheel your bag through all these people standing in line because they for some reason want to be first come when they say, "Yo, Section D or Group F, we're ready to finally take you now." <laughs> they want to be the first people up there. Then you get on the plane, gotta wait for the plane take off, gotta wait for the D board. Then you gotta go through the airport, go through security and all this other stuff, baggage claim. For if you're asking me for celebrities, even though they probably fly all the time, but for you to ask me, yo, just to come on set real quick, fly to set, just to come shoot this stupid scene where you appear at my high school in just your uniform, you just stand in there, <laughs> and then we call cut, and then you can go back to do whatever you want. That's a lot to ask for something <laughs> that's not worth it. That's a lot to ask on y'all's money, on your in your pet in your pockets, your paychecks. Whatever, that's just a lot to ask in my time. So don't bring that up in defense, please. And then do not then double down and bring up, oh, yeah, we could have had Hawkman and Cyclone come and talk to me instead of the people who was on Peacemaker. (laughs) We couldn't even tell you who Cyclone's name was just an episode ago. (laughs) So don't bring her up. No offense to her, but she is in a movie that no one will see anything from yeah, he's, again. He's crying about these two characters from Black Adam. Another failure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Another failed show. That don't make no. That don't make no sense to me. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I do not get it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> 
Oh man, he's he's an interesting person. You know, at least he at least he got good spirit. It's over. <laughs> I want him to know that. All right, well, we'll see if we got it. we have to talk about him next week to see if he just will not let this die because he said there's still plenty of time for you to go see it at the theaters. But for what? Just to get put some money in his books. <laughs> like, the numbers are so low already. Yeah, there's 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 not going to be a turnaround that says yo. We these last few weeks of Shazam at the box office made us really rethink things. We actually want you to be a part of the Justice Society going forward, even though we don't have a Justice Society anymore because we're starting over. It, they're starting over. Why does he care? <laughs> Flopped. Flippity. Floppity. I'd much rather him answer the way the director answered. I got paid. Yeah, <laughs> my check is cashed. Okay, more power to the DC universe going forward. Appreciate all those who support it. On to the next, y'all. This movie grossed. What is this? A flaming hundred and two bag of garbage. A hundred and two is the lowest grossing outing of the DC Extended Universe behind Wonder Woman 1984, a movie that came out on streaming. Right. Yeah, that came out during COVID. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. So that is that's and it's quite some off. It's it's sixty million off. They gotta make another sixty to it's not happen tonight. To not be in last place of their <laughs> And that's, and that's food. This went from a little mini success from the first one to, to complete failure. People was like, "Nah, we, <laughs> we're done. We grew up. Everybody grew up from that, when the first one came out to this one. No, no more." Because the funny thing is, a lot of people actually liked the first one. That's what I'm saying. I don't get this. Right. And the numbers was fine, but it wasn't one of those things. Like, I need more. It was like, all right. We're done. Yeah, like, I, that was cool for the one time, but let's move on. Everything fall off. Hit clips didn't stay around forever. <laughs> Listen to 10 seconds of a song. That's stupid. <laughs> I watched a documentary about that. A so, YouTube documentary. I got to make sure, because there ain't no Netflix or no Hulu yeah, or that nothing. That would be stupid, too. <laughs> the fact that that was an idea was stupid. The fact that they thought people would want forget, that consistently is stupid. I forget how they described it, but when they was talking about their changes and uh, as they moved on past the little squares, I didn't even remember. I forgot they went to tiny little discs. Oh, yeah. I remember those stupid things. Ooh, I wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> I had the head clips. I would turn those to necklaces if uh, <laughs> if, I still, if for, I still had them. For this, uh, little necklace with your favorite little whatever uh-huh, on it. Favorite song. That'd be hot. They, they were talking about how there was so many different Hillary Duff ones. <laughs> and it was such a short <laughs> And they said it sounded bad. The audio, like the audio quality. I can't remember because I was a kid at the time and the audio quality isn't with it now. They said it was so hollow. and <laughs> uh, I bet it was. I tried to I tried to play my um, my Good Kid Mad City vinyl after after I got it, the, the when we went to the store or whatever. Boy, I could not figure out how to get that play speed right. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this is going to take some time. <laughs> it always takes me one little switch when I first do it. Because I, I put it in one of these vinyls I had on that I never heard the album before. And it was gone like, this one cool. And then the next song came on. I'm like, I think this may be sped up. I slowed it down. I'm like, oh. Hey, this is how it's supposed to be. Man, I was on that thing changing the weight. Go all the way from the one end to the smidge change to super change. I was changing the, the, the 48s to the 30s or whatever. I was like, I cannot grasp this intro. It, I don't know if it's the intro because it starts out with the, uh, I've however they start talking at the beginning, uh, his whatever friends from the little clip. So don't start with the song. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That sound like I'm about to get a demonic presence about to arise out this thing the way this speed making it sound. Oh, uh, man. 
<sighs> All right, well, on from Zachary, because he's exhausting. Let's move to James. James, James Gunn says Superman won't limit casting to someone in their 20s. I keep I feel like he keeps talking about this in some form or fashion to whoever keeps asking about it. <laughs> so he said they won't limit it to somebody in their 20s. So my question to you is, who you casting in the Superman since he got, you know, there's no there's no limit, don't got to be 20s, 30s, it don't matter. I can't even think of actors now cuz everybody is taken no Liam Neeson. Oh my um, <laughs> let's see who could play Superman. Who is your Superman for Superman Legacy? Let's go with the dude from uh, uh, Euphoria, the one that used to date uh, the boy from Thirteen Reasons Why. Mister Kissing Booth. Yeah, that where he's from. Because if that I, <laughs> Jacob Lordy or whatever his name is, I forgot he was in Kissing Booth. I hated that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> talk about if you want to add see a talk about a movie I have seen way too many times over the past couple years. That is Kissing Booth. <laughs> that movie was a pain. It's so bad. There's <laughs> just so much about that movie that I just. You can't not like. You cannot watch it and not laugh. That movie was terrible. It has some of the worst writing, story progression, <laughs> character traits. It's it's just it's just a a gumbo of bad ideas, and I love it. All right, you, you went to your boy Jacob Lee, Jacob Lordy, Leordy, or however you pronounce his name. I was trying, I was trying to think of somebody tall and white. Now that's your first preference. All right, if you're your first preference, you got anybody else who's going to battle it out with him in the uh, the casting on the casting couch? Uh, <laughs> <sighs> who are some other actors? What have I watched recently? Yeah, he can be black too if you want him to be black. I mean. Be Depending on how this goes, Jonathan Majors could be have some employment needs. Civil rights, super, uh, Superman in the civil rights era. He come down. <laughs> Superman based on the slave days and all that. He don't know what to do. Like they, try, they try to recruit him on both sides. Yo, you an alien? Come, he, come help and us. And he frees the slaves. Don't make me write this. But the slave master's like, yo. Look at your skin. We could the dominate. slave masters have whips made of uh, kryptonite. We <laughs> <laughs> tearing Superman up. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that that, yeah. that key scene before the big battle when he gets the, the slave masters, the big villain, and they got him. <laughs> I should make that movie. <laughs> Superman eras. He traveled like this. Superman 18. <laughs> the, slave, the slave days. The civil rights era. If they can start Wonder Woman back in the 80s or whatever yeah, they did. Start, start, start Superman way back. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Did, <laughs> yeah, that movie would have went a lot different if she was in that era. It really cracks me up. Gal Gadot's not Wonder Woman no more. Uh, Andrew Gavel's not Superman. <laughs> Then Affleck surely ain't Batman. But technically, they all are. Because still, they've still got a parents left. We will all see them in 2020. No, I guess Black Adam came out in 2022. I'm calling it 2023, though. Yeah. We have all seen them in their characters that they will no longer play in the end cameo. of Cameo. All of them cameoed. The leads of the DCU cameoed for their final appearances. <laughs> it ain't cool cameos. Just useless, bad, <laughs> unnecessaries. The Gal Gadot cameo has to be the worst. 
I don't know. If, I, I think it might be worse than Superman getting on the chopping block for the first Shazam. Because her... <laughs> no, I think him appearing in Black Adam and never to be seen as Superman again is still not worse than Gal Gadot's cameo in Shazam 2. And that's, she, that's her final appearance. <laughs> Unless James Gunn does some tomfoolery. Which, knowing him, or knowing the way this is going, I will not be surprised. But <laughs> speaking of, I know we mentioned Ben Affleck, and we kind of teased it on the last show. Ben Affleck's been doing his rounds promoting Air, uh, which I thought came out in streaming. Forgot that it comes out in theaters, so it's a nice little... That story. ain't straight to Amazon Prime? Nah, that said, or at least the last trailer I saw today said exclusively in theaters. Okay. <laughs> So and like, I can't get next time I'm heading to theaters. I gotta go see John Wick. So, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> well, this comes out April fifth, uh, but also April fifth, Super Mario comes out, and so. I'm seeing that <laughs> over air. The the Michael Jordanless air. Yeah, they ain't got no Jordan in it. <laughs> they ain't got no Jordan in your Serato. <laughs> but uh, Ben Affleck, he's been making the rounds again, and of course, when he's making the rounds, they always got to talk to him about DC, no matter if he's doing yeah, it or not. And he's going to probably going to lose his mind when they keep bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, because we already shared the story about how he wanted to kill himself during Justice League time, so that's why I'm like, Josh Whedon needs to be put up on charges. But he also talked about you know his time playing Batman and his upcoming role in The Flash. So he was quoted as saying. Uh, again, and this is going to be kind of repeating some stuff, but I was going to I was going to direct Batman and Justice League made me go. I'm out. <laughs> I never want to do this again. I'm not suited. No booted. That was the worst experience oh I've ever seen in a business, which is full of some bleepy experiences. Ooh, foul language. <laughs> it broke my heart. There was an idea of someone, Josh Whedon, coming in <laughs> like, I'll rescue you and we'll do 60 days of shooting. And I'll write a whole thing around what you have. I got the secret. And it wasn't the secret. That was hard. So, again, like I stated before, and I started drinking too much. I was back at the hotel in London, subtle flex. It was either that or jump out the window. Yikes. And I just thought, this isn't the life I want. My kids aren't here. I'm miserable. You want me to go to work and find something interesting to hang on to rather than just wearing a rubber suit and most of it you're just standing against the computer screen going, if this nuclear waste gets loose, well, <laughs> that's fine. I don't condemn or I don't. Condescend? Who oh, you supposed to big words at me? To that or put it down. But I get to I got to a point where I found it creatively not satisfying. Also, I it also you're just sweaty and exhausted. And I thought I don't want to participate in this in any way. That man got some complaints on him. <laughs> he was like, I got some. I gotta let out this hate. And I don't want to squander any more of my life, of which I have a limited amount. So basically, so I'm not wasting no more time playing the stupid Batman role in this stupid DC universe. <laughs> But he went on to say, while talking about The Flash, I finally figured out how to play the character. And I nailed it in The Flash. For f for the five minutes I'm in there. I like that little addition he put on there. It's really, uh, it's really great. A lot of it's just tone. You got to figure out what's your version of the person. Who is the guy that fits what you can do? I tried to fit myself into Batman. And by the way, I like a lot of the stuff we did, especially the first one. So basically saying, I like what we did with like Batman vs. Superman. That's why he was so shocked when the reviews were bad. <laughs> but based off of, you know, all this talk Ben Affleck's been doing, you know, what you, what's your thoughts about, you know, his career going forward as he moves away from Batman, you know, his mindset? Like, you just, what, what place do you think Ben Affleck is in his career going forward and in the safety of his personal life, I guess? He should just take his time and make these little movies like this. And that's it. Write that out until it's over. 
<laughs> you want to see him jump back into the super the superhero space? Nah, he's cool. You sure? Third time's enough. Nah, nah, nah. That's over, especially at his age. Also, I want to say this is an Amazon Studios movie. It's just going to theaters. Yeah, they'd be confusing me with That's these. That's disgusting. <laughs> these. Why are they just making? If y'all making movies, y'all putting them. Y'all need to put them movies on y'all streaming service. They said it's the first one since late night to not be on theaters and on the service at the same time. Don't let it bomb, because it will be there in a matter of weeks. They'll, they'll, they'll change some structure. I still can't get over Cocaine Bear was able to be rented and purchased two weeks after it came out, and that movie did well. Mm -hmm. You can rent it on AMC. Uh... <laughs> Yo, this this movie world is weird. Yeah, I don't like what's happening. Just go back to regular and start releasing CDs and stuff, too. <laughs> CDs. <laughs> Story like, man, we've got so much space now that we don't sell yeah, they, CDs, they started, Blu-rays. They got one little thing of vinyls, and, and go behind, they got some Funko Pops and <laughs> little collectibles, but... Yeah, they started putting books up there. I don't know. I'm surprised books are still yeah. books. Yeah, books feel like they're making a slight comeback after that Kindle wave. Yeah, but you can you can literally read your books on your phone and stuff. And me, I'll just be listening to them now. Yeah, they're like, eh. I the last book I listened to. I feel like it's like vinyls. Since vinyls are now making a comeback, they're more nostalgic and chic. And people are liking the variation of sounds when it comes to music. We'll see how long this this last, but I'm, I'm interested in seeing where the books take us, where we go. Will we go back to CDs? Will we ever go back to cassettes? People going to be walking around with the little Walkmans on their hip. <laughs> That's this just too big. <laughs> when you can just listen to music just on your little cellular device, I can't see, yeah. I can't see going back to that. There got to be a reason to, to collect it. Yeah, there got to be something something nostalgic that could make it give it that redeeming quality. But we're going to see. All right, well, anything else on the DC or Marvel side that we want to tackle before we abruptly head out of here? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm highly upset with them. <laughs> uh, Zachary Lee, right, specifically. All that talk he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he could. if he would have did it on April Fool's, maybe I would have understood a little bit more. Maybe he wasn't serious, but <laughs> really? he, he, he wilding, so. Oh, man, that man. Well, we'll see what he got uh, got in the cards. Hopefully, he made it to dinner on time or close to on time and didn't get keep them people waiting. I but. hope he was late, and they was like, why were you late? And he had to say why. Cause Cause I, I, did was I was ranting and raving on Instagram. About Shazam. They're like, oh, that movie that been bombed? Like, that movie bombed. <laughs> it's all right. I think he's scared because he ain't got no more movies in him. After he does this Netflix uh Spy Kids Armaged Armageddon. What is happening in this movie? Right. That's too big of a word. Something, and title. something probably not as dramatic as the title is insinuating. Armageddon. Jesus. I already feel like the multiverse is involved because everybody got to get involved in the multiverse now. Yeah, after everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I know we didn't introduce ourselves earlier, but it is, you know, Leo Archibald, um, and I'm here with... Penny's Worth, and listen to 30-Year-Old Kids, Penny's Worth Podcast, and I'm trying to think what show we're doing now so I can say what other remain. Heavy eyes. eyes. <laughs> All right, well. Goodbye. <laughs>